Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. And today, um, I don't really know how to describe today right now. I, I don't really... This person that's on here today as my special guest, this is my son, my muse, my inspiration. Hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm here, hey. I know. See, this is... <laughs> I am here. I have arrived. I mean, oh yeah, it's just good. <laughs> this is my son, Demetrius King. Hi, son. Hey, Ma. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so today, um, <laughs> my son wanted to be on. He wanted to spend mother-son time. That's we, we normally have this time together, like whether we go to shows, whether we, we've worked on stuff together. We've, you know what? I'm going to let him talk. I'm, I'm gonna let him talk. I'm gonna let. So, he's my theater son. I don't. I just so that everybody knows, I do not. Wait, have wait, 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 wait. Let, let's get some clarification. Let's get some clarification. And oh viewers, oh dear, viewers and listeners out there, let me let me clarify a couple things for you. Here we go. Yes, I am her theater son. But to be honest, she is like my third mother. Because of the fact that it's like my family, she know they know her and all that kind of stuff. Where it's like, okay, they consider her as family. So it's like when she says theater son, pay her no mind with that one. She's my mom. There you go. And 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 on the record, on the record, my own mother approved it too. So yeah. And my grandmother. So yeah. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, this is my son. <laughs> yeah. One of Just my one- sons. One yeah. of my sons. Yes. Just so, to clarify everything. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. So, today is going to be shenanigans filled because this, exact, this is exactly how you hear him say this and how we are. This is us on a regular basis. Forget that 100%. 100%. Forget that this is an episode of a podcast. This is us on a Tuesday. This is us on a Sunday. This is us if we're on the phone at 3 in the morning talking about stuff. This is us. It's every day 24 hours a day seven days a week like my son was saying this is us 24 7 so um so we're gonna start i'm gonna pretty much start off like this so how was your day my day was is actually smooth like work was smooth um yeah it's just been a smooth day like this week so far has been a smooth day like no hiccups, no, um, there's no nothing like that, and it's because of prayer. So hey, to God be the glory. That's right. On those apples. <laughs> That's all I can say about that one. So, so yeah. Do you want to tell them how I became your theater mom? Your mom. Uh, excuse me. Your mom. Okay. So it is a funny story and all. So let's go way back in 2016. 2016 mm-hmm. and we were doing a production of Big River mm-hmm. so for many of you guys know I have a little sis named Kayla Stewart hey Kayla love hey. you little sis my baby girl even though we we fight a lot and everything like that but that's that, my little sister that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother portion of the podcast we're gonna get to go ahead right exactly oh my god so Basically, what happened was was that it was during one of our rehearsals, um, and I was with Kayla, and it was actually it was actually the beginning of our rehearsals. We didn't start yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were talking. So we were talking and everything like that, and all of a sudden, Miss Yolanda Hamilton just came in and rapped in her beauty and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, I saw Kayla just ran and jumped on. T- onto her (laughs) I was like okay (laughs) wonderful yeah she did she did I I can't believe I still remember this Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. so what happened was was that she jumped on they 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 did their little greetings and all that kind of stuff and unlike my little sister I introduced my own self and all (laughs) I just did, uh, and then for and then for some reason, Ma just came out to be, and I'm like, yeah, 
Okay. He, he just started calling me Ma right from the door, just from the beginning. He's like, hey, Ma. I was like, hey, son. wait, huh? I got a son? <laughs> okay. I got a son now. All right. Yes, you do. I have a son now. And then someone else started calling me Ma, too, David Mark. Shout out to him. And he was calling me Mom, too. And I was like, I have two sons? Wait a no, minute. No, but let's clarify. Let's do some clarification. Now, people, ladies and gentlemen, Yolanda has two sons. Only I have two. two. Sons. I have two Only sons. two. Oh. That's it. <laughs> but David, I love him to death. I love David Mark's death. That's my baby. I love him too. <laughs> I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Child, he's living, he's living life like it's golden right now. I'm I telling love, you. I love it. It is. I love it. <clears throat> but um, so, yeah, I ha- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So basically, that's how we actually met and everything way back in 2016. And mm-hmm. ever since then, it's like we, we're we like a unit, yeah, a unit that cannot be broken. No. So it's like if you try it. I won't have to say anything. The rest of them will come in and shank all of anybody that tries to. I'm, I'm just I, I'm for me. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Hold up. I'm sorry, Ma. You said the wrong word. What? You said shank. Yes. To us, we will kill. Okay? Oh, God. <sighs> Lord. Yes. First of all, I don't need jail time to ensue on none of you guys have careers. Hello? All of you have careers. Jail time is not on that list. Yeah. But just let them know. Don't try it. Just, just try it to us. Don't Mo- try it to any of, of us. Just don't try it. Mother but son we love home. y'all. Mother we son. love y'all. See? This is the stuff that I deal with. So, <clears throat> so to uh, reiterate, so he had mentioned that we um, we were working on a show called Big River. I was the uh, assistant stage manager for a um, uh, for a theater company that's in South Orange. Shout out to Interact Productions. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And that's where all the madness of this began. <laughs> of me meeting madness, madness, madness. If I still, let me tell you something, guys. When we go out now, if it's me and Demetrius who go out, there, there's going to be shenanigans. There's going to be cracking of the jokes. We work. He's my coach. Yep. To be honest with you, my my son is my coach. Acting as far you, as acting, as far you're in as this coach business, you in this coach hey, business. Hey, hey, man. I'm telling the truth. Excuse me. Like I said, he is my coach. He doesn't like to do it. I don't care. But I have a piece or something that I want to work on. I said, hey, son, I need you to coach me. So he'll be like, ma, that, I did, look, I need help. Help me. Look, so he'll be look, like, All right. I, but look, look, ladies and gentlemen, look, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I took off my coaching hat and put it in my closet, right? But each and every single time she hits me up saying that, oh, son, I need you to do, I have a monologue that I need to work for. I'm like, doggone it. I have to, br- I have to go back into my closet and, and, and basically pick it up again. Are you serious? I'm like, okay. okay. So it's I'm fine. Gonna, I'm going to talk to you moms out there. So mothers, <clears throat> do you really care how your kids feel when you want them to do something? No, you do not. No. So therefore, you ask them. Sometimes you don't ask, you tell. Say, so look, you're going to tell me do so-and-so. You're going to move this. You're going to go clean up the kitchen. You're going to do this for me. My son, I tell him, you're going to coach me. I don't even ask anymore. I, I think I asked at first, and then after a while, I was like, why am I asking? So, son, I need you to help me with my Greek. I need you to help me with this TV scene that I need to do. I need you to help me so-and-so. He'll huff and he'll puff. I don't care. He does it. Plain and simple. Very smooth transactions. You understand? My life. My life, ladies and gentlemen, my life. Two words, my life, period. I mean, mean, when you're good at something, you utilize the talents and the gifts. I tell my son Uh, all the time, you have talents and gifts. Therefore, nobody told you to be good. So if you're going to, okay. It just just comes out natural. And I'm, and one thing, one thing's for sure, I'm still learning. So with that being said, when it comes down to the coaching and everything, I tell people all the time, I'm like, whenever I coach, I've learned and I take from what I'm coaching because my students, they, they, they teach me, they teach me Mm -hmm. things that I could learn and really apply it to my own work as a thespian. Mm -hmm. So it's like a give and take whenever I coach, I enjoy it. Yes. Trust and believe. I enjoy it. Sometimes they get in my nerves, but I enjoy it. 
well, say I'm his mother and I don't care. So therefore, you know, I know, I do know you don't until care. Until I get this right. This is going to happen until I get this right. So, <clears throat> so my thing is, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, now this is the portion of the episode where I don't normally interview my son. We, I, we talk, we talk about everything because I pretty much know everything about him, but, um, just for you guys. Um, so I'm going to kind of ask him a few questions so he could tell a little bit about himself. Um, cause I'm terrible at doing that. So first thing I'm gonna do is first I thing I'm gonna ask you, whatever. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm gonna say is this: um, What is it that? Okay, so acting—that's one of the things that he is uh, very, very—and I'm, I'm just making it an understatement just for right now. Very, very good at being on stage. He has presence. He has presence just walking down the street in New York City. So it's like, okay. So for you. <laughs> Let me ask you something. What inspired you? When was your, actually, when was your first taste of the stage? Well, to really answer that question, I have to really go back to high school now. Okay. Um, in the beginning, actually, no, no, no. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Not, let's not even go back to high school. Let's even go back to my house. Oh, Let's okay. go to my house. Let's go to my house. Let's go to my family. Mm-hmm. Because my family is, when it comes down to entertainment, when it comes down to like the entertainment business and everything, my family, my family is two things entertainment mm-hmm. and the church. Mm-hmm. Both of them. <clears throat> Very much Even so. though, but we have a balance with it. Mm-hmm. We have a balance. We enjoy life and everything. So when it came down to, my exposure is really through my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she kind of forced me. Oh. Yeah. How? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. glad you asked. <laughs> so there was one night where she wanted, she wanted me and my brother to go um, to choir rehearsal at my mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. My brother and I did not want to go at all. Did mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. To the point where we both said, and we both planned out this whole entire thing. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to be in my room. You're going to be in your room. Now, she was sleeping. Mm-hmm. If we're really, 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 really quiet, mm-hmm. and that just the time go by willy-nilly, mm-hmm. then we don't have to go. Perfect. Wonderful. So we put our plan into action, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as it got to around like 15 minutes, that's when she said, okay, y'all, get ready. Put your shoes on. We're going to church. You're going to choir rehearsal. We said, dog, I'm like, dang. So you thought, this? let me see if I can understand this. So you thought your gam, he calls, her gram, he calls his grandmother gam. So you hey, thought girl. gam, so you thought gam, is gonna sit up there and act like y'all were really sleep when she know better. Mm-hmm. We really thought we we and we were so close. When I mean we were so close, we were so close. But fast forward when we got to choir rehearsal and everything, um, we did our thing and everything. We were in the tenor section, blah 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 blah. So they ended choir rehearsal a little bit early so that they could um, because there's a separate group called um, the the youth praise and worship team. Mm-hmm. So many, many people, many people that don't know me, um, when I was young, I used to love to draw. I got mm-hmm. from my mother. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Granger. Hey Granger. Mm-hmm. Granger. But, but I used to love to draw. So they ended choir rehearsal a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Good. So I was sitting by myself and I already had a drawing in front of me. So I wanted to finish. So while I was finishing finished with the drawing and everything, I heard them singing a song and everything. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, I just started humming with them and kind of in my own whispery kind of mode, mm-hmm. singing along with them. And I was like, I'm in sync with them. I'm sync with the tenor section. Mm-hmm. So I kind of minded my own business until... I didn't know I was a little bit loud with the singing. Mm-hmm. So somebody looked over to me, came to me and said, oh, so are you interested in joining our group and all? I was like, uh, oh, 
okay. How old were you? I was around like 11, 12 years old. Okay. I was 11, 12 years old when this happened. <clears throat> and again, it's, based, it's because of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Now, now, remember, she forced me into it. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that her pushing me would get me to this point in my life right now. Fast forward into high school. When it came down to being on the stage stage, it was because of a um, really a talent show from Hills of High called Battle of the Classes, where basically each and every single class from freshman year to senior year, we were given a theme. And um, basically... We're just battling each other to see who is the best class mm-hmm. in the whole school. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was really my first exposure because I was um, I was basically the senior year's representative for the male vocalist, and I did um, shout. You know, you make me want to shout. That's mm-hmm. all. Yep. And um, which he I later, want... which he later had to sing that song for another engagement. We'll get to later on. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know how much of an impact I would make on the stage until that that night. Full House, I remember, did my, sh- did my number. And when I mean everyone was on, everyone from the audience was on, like, up in their... They're like, on their feet. They're on Standing their feet. Standing the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, celebrating and all that kind of stuff. I did not know. My thing is, is whenever I'm on the stage, I'm not there. I'm not present. Mm-hmm. So it's like until I finished and everything, I heard the applause and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, whoa, I did that? Like, mm-hmm. really? Seriously? I did that? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Fast forward even to the point where my segment was so good, I ended the whole entire show for okay. the night. Mm-hmm. And I normally did. and normally for him, when he is on stage, um, like he said, he's not present. He really isn't. And mentally, he's, you. yeah, you see him up there. You see him doing what he does. And you're like, okay, he's enjoying this. Well, he's enjoying what he's doing in that moment, but you're not, the audience is not there to him. He literally blocks all of that out because it alleviates him having stage fright. It alleviates him being distracted so he can focus on what it is that he's doing. You understand? And so, like he said, the applause literally breaks him out of that. It breaks him to the point where he can now come back to, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm on stage. I finished what I did. Because his mind right. was left at before he hit the stage door to get to the end of the stage. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But literally, if it wasn't for my grandmother, I would have not been on that stage to really experience that. Yeah. And it led me on to um, doing my first musical, which is Beauty and the Beast. I play Cox with the Clock, TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, that, and that was an experience of its own. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think about pursuing theater or pursuing continuing being on the stage because I all, all I wanted to do was really be, be behind the camera being behind doing sets and all that kind of stuff that's what I was really my mind was on mm-hmm. especially when I went to Drew University mm-hmm. hey shout out to Drew True. Uh, that was my main focus mm-hmm. until in college I I just took like one or two theater classes and that's really what I was like, Oh shoot. So I guess I meant, I am meant for the stage. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was still trying to discover that I was still trying to discover this, this thing called theater. I Mm -hmm. was, Mm -hmm. um, until, until Mm -hmm. I had a moment with a professor and Mm. Shout, and this is when this was really my motivation. Mm-hmm. So it was my um, acting and directing class in, the, in Drew at Drew, mm-hmm. and I was given an assignment where we, I was paired up with two other people, mm-hmm. 
two of us, we were actors and one was a director. Mm-hmm. And um, we were given a piece and for some reason, me and the character, we just didn't click. Mm-hmm. We just didn't click. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with our group, everything was all over the place. So I was like, I couldn't, I just couldn't focus. I, I was like, what in the world is going on? So I approached my professor about it in her office hours. So she looked at me, and I'm not going to reveal the name, mm-hmm. but she looked at me while talking to her and expressing to her my concerns. And she mm-hmm. says, so I have a question. Do you see yourself in this profession? Do you see yourself like doing this as a career and all? Because, yeah, it's like, I will really kind of rethink it. Oh, wow. At, at that moment, in my mind, I was like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. I need to leave this office. I need mm-hmm. to leave the theater department. Not mm-hmm. leave, leave the theater department. I just need mm-hmm. to leave out of the building. Right. Because that build up anger, mm-hmm. like, shoot up from me. And I was like, let me be respectful. But once mm-hmm. I get out of this building, I'm going to scream. Mm-hmm. So after we finished and everything, mm-hmm. I went to our commons, which is our dining area at Drew. Mm-hmm. And I had my, my, uh, my close friend, my one of my best friends, her name is Tahira. Hey, mm-hmm. shout out to Tahira. When I went when I went to the comments, I approached her and she looked at me. She said, Are you okay? I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm mm-hmm. pissed. And excuse my language, I was pissed as hell. Mm-hmm. I was pissed as hell because mm-hmm. I've never had a professor really come Try to my to- face. And really, your dreams like that. That's not, that's not a way to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm about to get no, upset. No, no. I wasn't even there. <laughs> no, no, no. But actually, what you just said, really, like, that's how I felt. It yeah. was like, and, and shout out to y'all. That's one of the things I would encourage people. And this is how I reversed it. I took what you said, and it just became the fuel to me to push on. Whenever, for anyone that's listening, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be in theater, any kind of professor that you have your mind set on, to, you need, that's, only, that's only the indication where you're on, that's basically saying you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So switch your mindset. Instead mm-hmm. of being mad, you can be mad, don't get me wrong, because we're human. But instead of dwelling on the dwelling on the anger, switch mm-hmm. it and make it the fuel to push you more forward into get into achieving that goal of yours. Because that's what yeah. I did. That's what I yeah. did. Because mm-hmm. in my senior year, mm-hmm. I was um I was given the honor to portray Oedipus Rex in Gospel Gospel Colonist, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful um beautiful musical that mm-hmm. combined um, the church with the um, Greek tragedy put in together. Right. Morgan Freeman on Broadway, he was in that show as well. Beautiful done. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, Gospel um, Colonist is still being talked. It's like, it's still talking Are they trying around. to bring it back? Well, unfortunately... Um, Rodney Gibbler, who was um, yeah the dir- the director of it, he passed away and everything because he was planning to revive it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you, Rodney was one of my mentors mm-hmm. that really exposed me and inspired me to really still continue on with mm-hmm. with theater because mm-hmm. he has shown because he has set the foundation of where theater can be truth and theater can really help somebody that is in need of a message. Mm -hmm. So he really, he really laid that foundation on where I'm learning how to take the craft of theater and let it be a ministry. Mm 
my quote that I always tell anyone that um, approaches me and asks me for advice about theater, character development, or anything as a coach or whatever, I always use this quote. A, char- a thespian's responsibility is that you are given the honor to betray a character that trusts you to tell their truth. Mm-hmm. That's our job as thespians. That's why it's such a responsibility mm-hmm. because of the fact that we're basically naked on stage. Oh, big time. We're naked on stage mm-hmm. because we want the character to live through us. Mm-hmm. Because we're just the vessel. Yeah, we're just the vessel of it on stage. We're just the vessel moving and doing what we have to do and just following along what the character does. And number two, because of the fact that we don't judge the character. Mm-mm. No, we can't. Like we shouldn't be judging one another or on a day-to-day or even ourselves on a day-to-day basis because of the fact that if you judge a character or judge yourself or judge somebody else, it limits the growth that can, that can come forth from the experience. Mm-hmm. So as for me, my whole entire, my mind process is what am I supposed to learn from this character? Mm-hmm. While this character is talking to me and breathing life to me and really telling me their story, mm-hmm. his or her story, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this character that I can apply it to my own life? Right. What can I do? What? And if you limit the character speaking to you, that means you limit the process. Yeah, you limit the growth. You're growing just, we're, you're growing this, as us sitting here talking, as seconds are going by, you're growing still. So that means, you know, that, that person, that character that was created, be it if you're doing a biopic of someone or you're doing a fictitious character, that person has, that character was created as an entity. That character was actually created. The things that we love to see on TV and film and in shows, somebody sat down and wrote that character and created that human being or that animal. You know, how right. you want to do it. They created it. So just like anything on Earth, it grows. So you can't judge it. If you, Here's one prime example. If you have a killer, let's say you're playing a killer. Right course the first thing we're going to judge the killers oh he's a killer he he or she is evil they kill people they do this 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 well that killer and if you go back in history and forensics and and criminal law and all that stuff if you look at serial killers and how they became that they had a journey that they went on they had a Mm -hmm. they some of them had traumatic past some of them had certain mental something going on with them during that time, certain things have happened to them to get to that point. There's a multitude right. of things. I don't want to just say it's just those th- two things I mentioned, but it's a myriad of things that caused that particular person to be the way they, they became. So if you're playing a killer, you have to be that killer. You are that killer. You're basically... Like, like for like, and to really piggyback on what you're saying, like for instance, yes, I may be, let's say that I have a killer. But let's say I had no choice but to kill the other person. Why? Because of the fact that, first of all, this, this individual caused harm to my baby sister or mm-hmm. to my baby brother. Mm-hmm. Like, they raped him. Mm-hmm. They've abused him. Mm-hmm. They sent threats to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I may be an individual where it's like, okay, I went to the police. Mm-hmm. I went to get to receive help. Mm-hmm. But nobody was helping us because Mm -hmm. they kept on denying us. Mm -hmm. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Because if nobody, if nobody, if I went through the proper way and the right way of handling the situation, and if nobody around me is really listening to what I'm saying and really taking it to heart so action could be done, then what else can I do but take action? Make, take, take matters into my own hands. Right. Thank you. So that's why I killed that individual because I had no choice. Mm-hmm. 
or you I became had... you became a serial killer where you just started getting you know that fetish that hunger that urge to right. start once you did it the first time then it became a i don't want to say sick it became something a part of you you didn't mind killing again you didn't right. mind doing it again and again and again you understand not, so not saying that it's not saying that it's right i'm not saying and i'm not promoting absolutely. we're not we're not promoting that killing is wrong killing is right and all that kind of stuff no we're not promoting that because with every action there's also a consequence mm mm-hmm. mhm Every action, there's a, every action, there's a reaction mm-hmm. to your action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did it because I had no choice and because it's self-defense. Mm-hmm. But for the character, I still have to live off the consequences, either internally or externally. Right. Right. You still have to play portray that role. So just to get off of that for a second. Um, so he also is uh, a singer. <laughs> As he told yep. you in the beginning, his mom, his grandma, his gam, made him and his brother get their behinds up, mm-hmm. get on to the church house, uh huh, go on to the choir rehearsal, yeah, and sing to the heavens. I so guess from that, <laughs> see, really, you guess? Okay, so from that <laughs> point on, he ain't stopped singing, riffing since then. Oh gosh! So now he's in. He's been in musicals. He done. You did a cabaret thing, didn't you? Last yes, year, I did. Did yes, a cabaret I did. Cab, cabaret situation. He's been like I said. He's a coach. I'm gonna stress that coach thing again. Um, <sighs> he's 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 you know he's been in the choir in his church. He's been a praise and worship leader. You know he's done different things. Tell everybody what your goal is. Well, I have many goals to be honest with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have many goals. So one of my goals is definitely take the stage and really expand upon it. Like being on Broadway, uh-huh. that's number one. Not, um, national tours, I would love to travel. So that's an excellent way to really doing two things at once. Mm-hmm. So definitely national tours. I would love, love, love to own my own record company. Mm-hmm where I am able to produce my own music. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I am able to open the door for other inspiring singers and artists to do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Go on world tours. The the list goes on and on and on and on and on. That's That's why I always say, even when I get to that professional level, the learning has doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. It doesn't stop until my until my last breath on this earth. Right. And I'm, and I'm emptied out. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are like a couple of my dreams. Also, um, I picked up a, um, a little craft during this pandemic of um, graphic design. Mm-hmm. So needless yeah. to say, his drawing that he put away when he was younger, when he said he used to do it, it then came back to him. Basically, I, I, to be honest with you, this is the first time that I thought of that. Mm-hmm. I literally, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. I just didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really put two and two together until you just said that. I'm like, it really did crap up back to me and, but in a different form. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really, really glad that I'm able to really go through this new journey of graphic design. Um, and I've done many works um, so far. Like I've done the logo for your host of the most um, for Yolanda and also for my, <laughs> yep. And also for Tribal Innovations Theater Company. Shout out to Tribal Innovation. Tribal. Which he is also a VP on that organization. Let's talk about it. Woo-hoo. Yep, yep, yep. I was honored that um, Jerome Arthur who is a, Jesus, he is, uh, he's a threat in this industry. Yeah. Playwright, director, um, actor himself. It, he, he, so he created um, this theater company called Tropical Innovations um, that's Jersey-based, but um, we're expanding to, you know, the horizons. We, yeah. never, we never limit ourselves in this theater company. 
And I had the honor for him to ask, approach me and ask me to be his VP, uh, which I gladly accept because I love the vision that he has. I could see um, Tribal Innovations um, making an impact to so many lives, mm-hmm. both um, non-union to the professionals, to the community, in all different aspects. Mm-hmm. So really shout out to Tribal Innovations. We're doing a lot of stuff. Like, for instance, we're having our uh, Meg segment, men's segment called Rise of the Kings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which I'm That's really, really, fun. I'm really, really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be held on August 29th through the 30th. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just need to um, just check out on Facebook just... Live. They're gonna, it's going to be on Facebook Live. I also had the honor, uh, the honor to be the host for their women's segment, A Woman's Touch. Yes, they did it were. a few weeks ago. Um, they did uh, performances and also we did a round table. So it's pretty similar to the men. And the men's is going to be, the men's version is going to be amazing. The women's version was out of this world. And the men's version is going to be redonkulous. <laughs> and they have a awesome host. He was on last week. Um, so yeah, Jonathan, Joe Nathan, Michael, that's my that's my that's my Jonathan. That's my my Jonathan. Let's let let's let's take a pause and really talk about that's, that's my Jonathan. Let's let's take let's take a pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it, we got it. But let's Did I say he's my Jonathan? Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, we, we, we got it, Ma. Okay. We got it. Just making sure. Okay. So let's take a pause and really talk about this man called Joe Nathan mm-hmm. jo- Jonathan Michael Ponder. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm-hmm. he is my big brother to mm-hmm. the point where I can consider him like my blood big brother. Mm-hmm. He's like my blood big brother. Mm-hmm. When I mean he has made such an impact in my life, mm-hmm. child, he has made an impact in my life with his they've presence. Heard oh, they yep. heard. They 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 heard him. They oh yeah, he's 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 a ball of light. Period. So with shout his, out to him, right? With his presence, both on the theater and in life, it's it. I have no words for him. Yeah. I love him, love him to death, and that's. He is like one of my mentors that really pushed me to continue on and pursuing professionally in this field of entertainment, especially mm-hmm. for the, especially for theater. He's mm-hmm. like one of my inspirations. Jay Marshall Evans, my my vocal coach, aka my dad. My I love him bro. to death. I love him to death. He pushed. When I mean he pushed me, he pushed me to be the man I am today. Mm-hmm and really experience um, the, um, the stage. Shout out to my cousin, D'Angelo. He's Ooh, another one. That's my baby, D'Angelo. Hi, D'Angelo. Oh my God. I, I, I don't want to start um, naming people, but Ryan said he's another one. Right! Um, he's another one. And the list goes on and yeah. on and on. Yeah. But those are basically my pillars of yeah. where I am able to um, push forth and Son, be the thespian that I am. You just messed me up. Now, see, that was my other question. Well, you answered it, so that's cool. All right, so I'm going to go on to the next one. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go on through this interview portion. I'm going to go on through this uh, uh, inter- uh, interview portion of this so we can get to the shenanigans part. Okay, so the other portion of this uh, uh, I want you to tell people what is it that you like to do um, in your leisure time, when you're not on the stage, you're not performing, you're not coaching, you're not singing, you're not doing any of that stuff. Okay, you're that's that's your career, that's your life, that's what you that's what you enjoy doing. Right. What is it that you like? Tell people what is it that you like to do besides that? I definitely, definitely, I make I make sure I make time for my family. I'm and not only my biological family but also like those my quote-unquote brothers and sisters and everything that it's like my squad mm-hmm. shout out to my squad to ashley hope darren um <laughs> yeah nicole hope that's my hope 
of course, my little sister. Child, shout Who? out to her too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her too. That's my squad. Yeah. Now, um, we make sure we go to the beach. We make sure we take time to spend time with each other and everything like that. Um, I just make sure I make time. I put aside time to those that I really truly love. And for you, like Ma, we always go to the we always go to the city with I'm Micah. Mm-hmm. We're always going somewhere with Micah, Jessica, Dorian. Mm-hmm. Um, just name me a couple people. Chris, just name it a few. Sh- shout Sean. out to Chris, Sean. Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on yeah. and on and on and on. So I love going to the city. I love hanging out. I love going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love after I get off the stage, I'm able to go into the sanctuary of my house, the sanctuary of my room, and relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not worry about work, not worry about theater. I'm <clears throat> able to really decompress myself and really have space where I can just breathe. So what's and- your most... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's that's about it. <laughs> so what's your most memorable experience if, if you're talking about... As you can see, theater is still a part of his life in some way, shape, or form. Um, Basically. Um, what's your most memorable moment? In theater? Yep. So far. Because you're going to have more. But. Right. Jesus. Um... That's really hard. It's really, really hard to really answer because I have so many memorable moments. Okay, I'm gonna give one. Now, this is okay. the shenanigans part. This is this is the shenanigans part that we gonna kick into. Oh, I'm gonna give God. one memorable moment. Lay it on me. Right here. So let's talk about how, let's go back to when Demetrius mentioned about me coming into the first rehearsal of Big River. Mm-hmm. So, I had not seen the show yet. Uh, I hadn't seen, shout out to Nick Clary, Holland Junkatus from yep, yep, Productions yep. in South Orange. Whoop, whoop. Uh, um, I had not, um, uh, I hadn't come to a rehearsal. It's the first rehearsal, as he mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The same first rehearsal, I'm sitting at the table. Uh, the stage manager, Melissa Milney, uh, she, she, um, was introducing me and, and the cast and everybody and stuff like that. So they start to go into rehearsals. They start rehearsing some of the musical numbers. And there's one particular musical number called The Crossing with Diane Parker. Oh, Lord. She sings that song. It's the first time I'm hearing Diane sing. It's the first time I met Diane. It's the first time I had seen Diane sing, heard her sing, rather. And I'm sitting there at the table, and I'm staring, at, not looking, understand what I'm saying here, staring at this lady. She sings this song. I said, when she got finished singing, I said, let me tell you something right now. The second, (laughs) the second I start crying, I'm coming after you. She just started laughing. I said, you are such, you, your voice is so amazing. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, all right. So I see now that this is going to be the the song that I'm going to have trouble with. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to the show, it goes up. We'll go, in fact, I'm going to fast forward to the very last show. Now, oh, Lord. <laughs> I had to position myself to because to uh, maneuver a couple of major pieces that were on the stage. I had to, me and another person, the other assistant stage manager, uh, Connor, he had to go on the other side of the stage and myself, we both had to maneuver this particular, um, this particular raft or whatever, that thing. And... I wanted to blow that raft up. God, Seriously. Please. So oh, I'm Jesus. sitting there and I have these, I have the headsets on because I have to hear the stage manager talk to us, whatever. And I'm standing, I'm sitting there on crouched to the side, off, off to the side of the stage and they do the crossing. I went through, now they did an eight, they did eight shows. I get to the eighth show. I went through seven <laughs> shows. I was fine. I didn't cry. I didn't drop a tip because I already know the song. The song was very, the song still was impactful, but because yeah. I directed my focus to this raft that I have to move and this thing that I have to move around, I didn't let it affect me. <laughs> I said, great, this is the last show. I'm golden. Mm-hmm. They go on the stage. They start to sing the song. 
not only Diane starts crying, Demetria starts crying. My other child starts crying. All the other people up there start crying. Because I'm sitting there with that. Hold on, wait. I'm going to finish this because I got to check. <laughs> I got to let y'all know how much y'all messed me up, okay? I'm sitting there. It's not our fault. Wait, wait, yes, wait, it is. Yes, it, it is, is y'all fault. fault. that we were just doing our job. It Whatever. is not our fault. Whatever. It's your fault. It is I'm, not our fault. I was fault. sitting there fine. I was fine the entire time. We get to the very last show, and I think I know why the very because it was the last show. We had no, went through no, no, so no, no, much. No. It was, it wasn't really the. It wasn't just because it was the last show. I'm talking about for me. I ain't talking about y'all. Oh, I ain't okay. on y'all right now because I'm upset all over again. Dang, that oh. was four years ago, and I'm still ticked off. Anyway, I don't so understand I'm, why. Whatever. So I'm sitting there, tears rolling down. I'm like, I got electrical equipment around me, and I'm crying, and I'm trying to get through this. They go through the whole. They get through the crossing song. The song's over. I'm wiping my face. The stage manager is hearing me. And she's going, you okay? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm trying not to let her know I'm sitting there crying. And they get off the stage. I go backstage once the show is over and lay all of them out. <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't understand why you have I to said, lay all of y'all make me sick. Y'all get on my nerves. It is not our fault, Mom. We just do our job. Okay, can I we do our said, job? I did not want to start crying. I did not want to be getting, I, de- I didn't want to do this. And I went right but, to Diane. I said, Diane, I told you, this, I, you see what you did? Lit- but literally, my literally, and I will let your viewers know, I had a moment. Because we all did I, apparently, right? With no, 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 you. no, 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 no. Thank no, no. you very wait, much. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it, hold it. This is the first time I ever had this moment. Ever. Now, viewers, this is, Big River was the first time I ever played a slave. So I've learned to really appreciate my history mm-hmm. and what they paved the way for me to do what I have to do at this present moment as a black man. Now tell you like, something else too that my son told me that I experienced after he said this, cause I never realized, I, well, no, that's not true. I experienced it beforehand, but it has been a long time since it happened again. My son, when he was up there, basically the crossing represents the slaves having to cross back to where they came from because they were trying to escape, correct? Right, right. So they were having to cross back to the oppression and all that stuff. Um, my son said he actually saw the vision, he saw the slaves around, not the physical people that it was around him, he actually saw the slaves with him. He saw more people. When an actor has that kind of experience on stage, it is, that is your moment. He literally said he saw other slaves on that stage. So basically to give more detail, while we, while we were singing the song, I literally saw slaves come into the entrance of the theater and basically walking straight down to the exit. I will take it to my grave. I literally saw them. That's why I had that moment and that's why I was crying because I literally saw slaves coming inside the theater and coming outside the exit uh, where basically where the stairs are. I've never had that experience before in my life. I never did. That's how impactful that show was at one how many it had nine Perry nominations and won five. Child. New Jersey child. has a uh for community theater they have a thing they have a awards thing called the Perrys. And Big River in 2016 w- were nominated for nine Perrys and they got right. five. And that show was very Big River is an impactful show. If anybody's ever seen Big River or heard of it, look it up. It's a very, very very good show and the cast was amazing that did it and this is a small community theater in south orange new jersey and they did that that that's that show and that cast and as he mentioned jay marshall evans he played um uh jim Jim, thank you i forgot the name (laughs) he played jim and he actually got an award for best leading actor um and the director nick clary got the award for best director so it was the 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 show was just amazing and that's and why that's a memory that's a memory for me even though i asked my son to say it so i'm gonna help him along 
I guess. I guess mm-hmm. you had to say it. Mm-hmm. But but I really also have to shout out to Interact because Interact was my foundation of using my skills and putting them into practice because oh, yeah. oh, Big yeah. River wasn't my only show in nope. Interact. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not my mm-hmm. only show. Mm-hmm. I did shows like Once Upon a Mattress where I had the honor to portray the Jester and the Nightingale. <sighs> Shall we shall we talk about that, Ma? Oh boy, that show. <laughs> <laughs> you said oh, that show. Oh <laughs> boy, that show. That show. Yeah, that was oh, a show. That was a show. That's all I can say. That's all I'm gonna say. That was a show. That was well, a show. And I'm talking about before we even put it on the stage, that was a show. <laughs> yes, that's true. That yeah. is what yeah, I that, that was a that was an impact. That was an impact. Well, that was a show that opened the door for opened the doors for me to learn how, how to use comedic, use comedy in musical theater. Because to me, I really thought that was really funny until I learned the elements of comedic acting. Mm-hmm. It's just timing plus drama. Mm-hmm. So all I did was apply it to the show and the reviews that came back to me saying that you're just one of the funniest people on that stage or the most funniest person on that stage. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cause there was so many, it was a great, the thing of it is it was a very good cast. It was a great cast. And there was a lot of people that was hilarious. Like Demetrius was hilarious. Um, you know, there was so many compelling roles. Uh, Marianne, well, hold on. let me talk about Marianne for a second. Marianne, oh. uh, my queen, that she she was she played Queen Agravan and she I have no words for her. I, I that lady I don't you know I have no just, words for her. She was just amazing. Like I said, I know a lot of you a lot of you are listening to this and going, we don't know none of these people. No, you do not. But I'm gonna say this: there are people in your life that have impacted you so much, right? That have put a impression on you that you may have worked with just on a job, that you, a teacher, uh, uh, someone in your church, someone in your, any organization you're a part of that pretty much gave you so many great memories. They were so encouraging to you. They, you know, they just was, they, they impacted you in some way, shape or form, but you had a family member or friends. And these are right. the people, when we mention a lot of these episodes, you'll hear me mention people's names. And no, you're not, some of you know them, a lot of you are not gonna know them. You're like, we don't know any of these people. You're talking to us like we know these people. Right, you don't know them. But these are the people that we bring to you to let you know that there are people that exist in this world that still do in, in, I about to say inspire, inspire and they still they're just regular average people right so for instance let's go back to Jonathan and everything so mm-hmm. my, my father so I had the honor to see him in his off-Broadway show called Bella the Tall Tale Musical mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful musical mm-hmm. and, and y'all the soundtrack is out you can get it from iTunes you can get it on YouTube all that kind of stuff so I came out and I saw the show and he came, he approached me and he said that I was kind of nervous. First of all, he was nervous because of the fact that he himself didn't think that he could play, he could do comedy. Mm-hmm. He really couldn't until he had a moment during the show and I just start busting out laughing. Mm-hmm because he just nailed it to the T and he came back to me saying that it's because of you you told Mm. me how to do how to do comedic how to be a comedic actor Mm. and it's through once upon a mattress when he saw the show Mm -hmm. I was like wait 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 really I I didn't know that I was like I I I did now mind you he's done there been there done that a professional Mm -hmm been there done that not not just because he's my big brother but he's also a professional actor so for a professional actor to come to come to you and say that you made an impact in my life in my field I was I was at all I I did it and that's and that's the reason why like I said these people the mentioning of these people are relatable to Mm -hmm. you guys out there somebody 
may not be you may not even be in this acting industry you're like i'm not in the acting industry i don't have okay but somebody did inspire you somewhere shape or form just as right. ordinary people and vice versa you inspired somebody you don't know what you may have done you don't know what you said you've done something to help somebody to get them to where they needed to be the one stepping stone that you did so that's why we mentioned a lot of that's why in a lot of these episodes you'll hear me mention people um you know like as, as if you know them because i try to pull people in and to kind of say oh this person you know this is conversations that right. i have with people so this is how it all happens <laughs> and, talk and, about different ones and to piggyback off of you when mentioning about you making an impact to somebody else you don't know because a smile can get can get through somebody like brian's up somebody somebody's day mm -hmm. um an encouraging word can really um really uplift somebody who's really going through a difficult and a challenging time. Like yeah. we are, we are going through challenging, challenging. We're going through a challenging season y'all. Right now. Yes, absolutely. We, we are definitely <laughs> going through a challenging season. We ain't never so, seen nothing like this before, boy. We haven't. We haven't. <laughs> no, seriously, my God. But yeah. what I've learned during this season is number one, how to endure it. Yeah. Number two, how to strip that this season has really strengthened my faith mm -hmm. and know that I can see the light after or beyond yeah. the tunnel. I can right. see the light. Right. So y'all who is like going through like challenging times financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, because I'm mm -hmm. an advocate for mental um, health and everything. Yep. Yes, we are. Please, please, please. If you have a chance, talk to somebody and everything that you really trust and everything and that a person that can really listen to you. I'm just here to encourage you guys saying that we are going to see the light through this darkness. Yeah, we are. We and are the thing definitely is, going to. <clears throat> and the thing is that, um, you know, even, even if there's somebody out there that you don't trust, because there are some people that don't have anybody to talk to. Right. It's tough to deal with somebody that has, uh, that's going through, uh, if you, if you want to say mental illness, it's tough to deal with. And that's 10 times, 20 times tough for the person that's going, that's dealing with it. So they don't have, sometimes you don't have somebody in your life to talk to or trust because they have done it already and they've abandoned them or they just, you know, they've run right. through the mud by telling their business to other people. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. So, you know, in that regards, find something that you love to do. Right. Talk to a professional. You can do that. Yes, that's please. one that's one part of it. That's one please part of do. it. Sometimes people have been burned that way too. Right. Um find something like music. If you do think about what it is you do love to do. Forget what other people may think or say. Who cares? It's not there. It's right. you. If you love to draw, start drawing. Right. If you love to sing, start singing or get singing lessons so you can learn how to sing better and do it professionally right. if you want to do that. Because so, a lot of people, go ahead. No, so for an example of what Yolanda is really sharing, aka Mama, <laughs> what Mama hmm? is sharing to you, I last year I was in a very dark place in my life. One of the most impactful, impactful people in my life transition to be with the Lord, my aunt mm -hmm. Margot. Mm -hmm. I love her to death. And mm -hmm. it made such an impact because she was number one, really, really close to me. Mm -hmm. Number two, I've never dealt with death mm -hmm. of an individual that's really, really close in years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because of that transition, I had to I was in a depressing state. I was in a depressing state of mind. Mm -hmm. Ma can really testify to that because she has been through that whole entire journey with me. Mm -hmm. Yep. To the point where I'm like, I was had crying moments. Mm -hmm. I had, thank God I had people around me that I could pick up the phone and say, I just need to vent. Mm -hmm. Thank God almighty that I do. Mm-hmm. Prayer really helped me through and through. Mm -hmm. I, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. But we're just here to really advocate for mental health and ways to 
receive the help that you need and different ways for you to really deal with it because Mm -hmm. because of the fact that when it comes down to mental health now it's it's vastly promoted Mm -hmm. of getting the help that you need but beforehand in the past it hasn't Mm -mm. it hasn't at all no Many people, when they talk about, oh, you need to go to a therapist or you have to talk to somebody, they will look at you sideways because of the fact that they said that, oh, I don't need nobody to, like, to vent to. I don't trust nobody. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, sometimes you don't. It's, it's hard to, because not everybody is equipped to be a therapist. Ther- I'll say be in a therapist position. Right. Some people are going through their own journeys and they need somebody to talk to. Some people are, you know, you... You be very, very careful when taking on the role or taking on someone's problems or taking on being the person to be in there. Say that again, Ma. Say that. Very, very careful with that because please, that person has a lot within them that they live with. It's hard for them to cope. Right. Sometimes it's hard for them to even get up. Sometimes it's it you you just you, and 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 the other thing too, do not judge. Please don't. You Please cannot don't. judge nobody nope. when they are going through because you don't know. The only thing you could try to do is be supportive. Right. Try to be as supportive as possible. Although you need to also gird yourself as well, right. because you cannot take on their problems. You cannot take on their demons and their spirits that they have carrying with them. You cannot right. take that on because if they can barely handle it, what makes you think you can? Right. So you can be a listening ear to them because sometimes they just want to vent. So you are that ear to vent to. That's if that's the case, leave it like that. Okay. Well, I'll say it like this. I don't want to say vent. I would rather I would rather it's be some is venting, some is they just need somebody to actually listen and understand where they're coming from. Because a lot of right. times it's that person doesn't know they they don't think that anybody understands or knows what it is that they're going through because they feel by themselves in this world. Right. They feel by no. themselves, True. and they feel awkward and out of out 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 of society, out of sorts, out of being human. Um, so you have to be very, very careful with that. And you, you just got to handle it. It's delicate. It's very delicate to deal with. And, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's really, right. really, it's not easy, period. Right. But I do want to um, shout out to a organization. It's a theater organization, but they mm-hmm. do advocate for mental health and mm. different ways to really deal with mental health. And they do have resources where they could, you know, if they need to find somebody like a therapist, they could probably go to. It's called the Darkness Rising Project. Mm-hmm. Darkness, Darkness Mental Rise, Rising Mental Project. So basically, it's a theater group, a theater organization where um, they use theater to as a mechanism to bring forth not only showcasing, you know, mental health and how important it is, but also a healing to tool for anyone that needs, you know, to listen or anyone that needs to, through theater, um, who is dealing with mental health, saying that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're here. Some mm-hmm. of them, and they're professional, th- professional um, theater, pe- theater professionals that been on Broadway, national tours and everything like that. So but, let me ask you something. This is, because uh, we have listeners that are not theater. So what, right. what about... Do do we have we have there's a plethora of organizations. Yes, there's a plethora that you can go to. Um, just but I'm just going to make this advice: if you're going to if you are trying to find a therapist, make sure it's a therapist that you can really, really, really trust. I would not. I have to express that until kingdom come. Mm-hmm. Make sure that individual is trustworthy. And that person is able to listen to you again and not judge you because there are therapists out there that say that, oh, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. No, 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 no. That's not your job. Mm -mm. That's not your job. No, it is not. So make sure, but make sure if you want to find a therapist 
that you find a professional therapist that number one can listen to you and number two can really provide you of what you need at like as far as um conversation wise yeah because the plain thing is that they have to be listeners they have to be able to repeat back to you exactly what it is that you said to them exactly so that they can be able to try to help you because if they're not listening to you how are they helping you Son, this was amazing. Yes. Michelle. This was an amazing episode. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. My son has been doing this. My son has been trying to get on a... Um, he's... he's we were t- we, I, I talk about him in different capacities because there's different people, like friends of mine that know him. Um, uh, we have a lot of common friends because of theater and stuff like that. Um, and we sit and we have these moments. We've 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 hung out. We we were we've been in New York City. I've taken my yeah. son to different places. Um, I just drag my son along. I'd be like, son, what are basically. You doing? <clears throat> well, ma, I got this to do. Well, no, you don't. Just come come with me to New York. Come with me to this place. Come with me to this. We've traveled so many places. Not yes, can't we say have. far. Can't say we traveled far, far. We normally like New York, New Jersey uh, area and stuff like that. But we um. We, I, I, he's the one I drag along with me. I, I yeah, drag him. basically. I just drag him. Basically, I mean, I'm, I'm like, it's like, it's like you just pull me in my collar and just drag me. I do. I drag Even him, the, and then, and then I drag his sister sometimes when she's not busy. Yeah, yeah, but me and Kayla, yeah, yeah, we butt heads. Yeah, we do. These two. So we, let me take a minute to talk about these two. Um, so I have, I do have a Snapchat. I do. Lord have mercy. I have video of these two. When they get together, the level of disrespect <laughs> that comes out of these these two mouths at each other. Mind you, they love each other to pieces, will not let anything happen to either one of them. They will fight, kill, destroy the earth if something happens to either one of them. Right. However, <clears throat> that same level of energy comes out of their mouths at each other. Right. That's true. I don't understand what type of love-hate relationship these two have, but it's it's ridiculous. And like for, one day, like for instance, ahead. like for instance, like for instance, it's like whenever we approach each other, you say she said, "Hey, bitch." I said, "Hey, slut." What's up? See, this is what I'm saying. Who says? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? This is the kind of shenanigans that I deal with. Anyway, son, thank you so much for being on my episode today. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm here. I, I'm, child, I'm I'm glad I'm able to bless. The audience members. Oh Lord, here we go. God <laughs> have mercy. Uh, so for people, guys, I'm going to have all four of my kids on at the same time. And I'm I'm in deep prayer for this because I just know that hey, when hey, this hey. episode we happens. We oh, warned Lord. you. I know, but I want all four of you on. So I've had you guys on individually. Now it's time for me to have you guys on collectively. And to have Demetrius, Brooke, Chris, and Kayla on at the same time. It's I'm gonna in serious be meditation fun. for this. Uh, it's just going to be fun, mercy. but it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful experience. Mm-hmm.